Welcome to the Enter the Kingdom podcast, where our goal is to equip listeners with the tools they'll need to not only enter the kingdom of heaven here and now, but remain in the kingdom that Jesus ushered in 2,000 years ago. I'm your host, Harrison Watson, and in 2018, God called me out from the world for this purpose and many others. Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Let me tell you why this stream is called Perseverance in All Circumstances. I'm tired. I'm really tired, actually, right now. And so been working quite a bit. Uh, had to get the place ready today. Yeah, so <laughs> I could really use some prayer right now. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and pray too. Father, I thank you that... No matter the circumstances that are around us, you are with us. I ask you for a fresh filling of your Holy Spirit. That you would fill me completely from head to toe with your Holy Spirit. Pardon me, I need a Pepsi. <laughs> Father, you don't need my strength. And so I ask for yours. I ask that it would be your Spirit speaking and not me. I'm merely a vessel. I'm merely a vessel. Help me, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, hey, we're still going to get started the exact same way that we've uh, been been getting started every single night, which is what's left down here. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. That's from Psalm uh, 100, verse 4. And the whole purpose for this is, you know, we want to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We want to get into his presence. And how do we do that? Well, we do that through these ways. And so you're welcome to join me or you're welcome to mute me for a bit and kind of do this on your own. But what we're going to do now is just everybody stop whatever you're doing. Anything that happened before, after, or anything that you have after, that's on pause for right now. We're going to clear our minds. We're going to point our hearts towards God. And we're just going to start thanking you. Father, I thank you that you've gotten me to this point. I thank you that I don't have to rely on my own strength, but but on yours, that it's your strength that I rely upon. I thank you, Father, that by your power, it is possible to persevere through all things. I bind the spirit of distraction that's in this building. I bind it in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus over this entire building. This is kingdom territory. And anything that is not of God does not have the permission to be here in Jesus' name. I command you to leave at once. You are bound in Jesus' name. And we loose the power of God's truth, His Holy Spirit, the Word of God. We are sitting in kingdom territory. Though the enemy may believe that it's his, it isn't. Because Matthew 28:18 says that all authority has been given to Jesus in heaven and on earth. And so, Father, we thank you that your kingdom has already been established. We thank you that we can access it now. We thank you that we're meant to live it now with you. Yes, you will bring it into the fullness of your fruition, as the scripture says. But for those who would choose it, it's ours now, and I thank you for that. I thank you that with you, there's nothing else we need. And that all things that we have right now is exactly what we need in order to carry out what you need us to carry out at any given moment. And if we believe that we don't have the things that we need, we merely need to 
thank you for what we do have and watch you multiply it. I thank you, Father, that I don't have to operate in my own capacity. I don't have to operate within the limitations of this body or this mind, but I can operate in alignment with your Holy Spirit, in alignment with the authority of your limitless understanding, power, grace, mercy, truth, love, peace. That is your kingdom, and I thank you for it. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I seek. You are my all in all. Seeking you like a precious jewel. Lord, to give up I'd be a fool. You are my all in Oh, Abba, Father of mine, holy is your name. Abba, Dad of mine, worthy your name father i give everything to you all that i am and all that i have it's yours you've given me everything that i have so all i'm doing is truly giving back to you what you have already given to me as the scripture says give back to caesar the things that are caesar's and to god the things that are god's i am yours and so therefore i render myself to you i give myself back to you in jesus name Yero hoshe yanahaya honeha yeto heba yanaheyo te shahaida nosa nosa donde tega yeto sera Nashahua Yetonaya Abba Father God, we call on your name. Father God, we call on you. Precious Father, Holy Father, Come and be with us now. Holy God, you are everything that I will ever need. You have placed into my hands all the things of ever need. Align me with your purpose. Sanctify me by your truth. Holy Father, precious God, you are King of all I see. I give myself to you. All that I am is yours. 
Holy Father, you are worthy of all that I ever will be. Persevere through everything now. Call on his name. Persevere with bombs going off all around you just the same. Holy Father, I am yours. Holy Father, you are mine. Make me one by your spirit. Align me with your heart. Deganusha odeha. Deganusha odeha. Otakerno. Yashahote Yebahana Yadaho. You have given all to my hands, all that I will ever need. So I call on your name. Thank you and give. You praise, Holy Father, you are worthy, you are God of everything. What does it truly mean to persevere in all circumstances? It means to hold fast to that which you know. So if what you know is darkness and not light, is of the world and not the truth, then one day you will grasp for what you know and it will be gone. Your hands will be empty. But if you know the truth, then you hold fast to it in, in your heart, hoping on it, knowing that you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. If you hold on to it, no matter the circumstances around you and understand what God has spoken, then then you will see the power of God. The power of God is not meant for those who choose not to see it. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? You have a choice to seek whatever you want. God won't force you to seek anything. God has given you the truth. He's planted it in everything around you. But the question is, are you seeking the things that are around you to exploit them? Are you seeking the things that are around you to understand them? See, most of us, when we see a tree, we see the lumber that it could become in order to build what we want with our hands. We don't understand that God placed that tree there for a reason. That he gave it roots. And that its roots breed life that it provides shade for the animals. It gives its fruit in its season. It connects with the others who are also in the ground. What does it mean to persevere? 
in all circumstances. It means to hold fast to the truth. How do we do that? Well, we first have to start by making sure that we're focusing our hearts. Why is the first commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all, all your soul, and all your strength? Because without that, you can't do any of the rest of them. <laughs> this is the genius of it. This is truly the genius of it. When I first recognized that this is the reason why he said that, it was the genius of it. He says that's the first one because he's like, yeah, this is, you know, step one. It's step one to enable you in order to be able to do these other things. It's step one in your protection. It's step one in your offensive weapon. It's step one for your resources. The truth of the matter is that the things that we do in this world are opposite to the way that God operates. And we just accept it. We accept it as truth because a lie that has been passed down from generation to generation eventually becomes the truth. But just because people have done it a certain way for such a long time and your eyes have never seen the things that the Bible is talking about does not mean that they aren't true. It merely means that you don't have anybody who has faith around you. True faith. What is faith? Is it a belief? Yes. But we are meant to act on what we believe. For instance... You go to your job on Monday, tomorrow's Sunday, or today is Sunday, tomorrow's Monday. Many of you will wake up at the time that your alarm clock goes off, or maybe you'll wake up of your own fruition, and you'll get in your car, or you'll log on to your computer, and you'll show up at your office. And when you show up at your office, you're going to do work. Now, why do you do that? You do it because you have faith that money you have a belief that money is the thing that will bring you the resource that you need. But, as Jesus said, give back to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and render to God the things that are God's. So if you want to use Caesar's money, you're more than welcome to do so. You're more than welcome to eat by your hands, but you've been invited to eat by God's. And the question is, why is it that everything that is Caesar's is so opposite to the way that God works. Have you ever taken the time to ask yourself that question? I'm not talking about some philosophical debate here. I'm talking about something that's legitimately as plain as day. God didn't say, God didn't say anywhere in the first six days of creation, and then God created the central bank <laughs> to print money. Now, interestingly enough, he said that we had already had everything that was required in order for us to live, in order for us to thrive, actually, because he said, be fruitful and multiply. Well, God wouldn't have told people to be fruitful and multiply if he hadn't already provided everything in order for them to be able to do that. So then, what actually keeps us? from accessing the power of God. What actually keeps us from being able to live that way? Choice. Your choice. What will you put your trust in? Do you believe what the Bible says? Or do you believe what your eyes see? If you focus on the things which are seen, if that's where you put your hope, someday you will be blind. And indeed you're blind now. But it's a different type of a blindness. It's a spiritual blindness. One that is much more dangerous than the other.
when we become spiritually blind with the inability to discern what's truly taking place we lose our ability to connect to the source to see things as the source sees them to operate in alignment with the source and therefore we lose the tree of life the way to it the way to it now the tree of life God guarded he expelled Adam from the garden and then he guarded the way to the tree of life he has two cherubim that are blocking it but let me ask you this what do we know is necessary in order to get right with God repentance Jesus' first word in his first off his first step in his ministry was to be baptized into repentance then the first words of his ministry after he had overcome the temptation were repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand why did Jesus say this what didn't Adam do he didn't repent he didn't repent he decided to continue going about it his own way how do we know that well because even we we still believe a lie today first off if you take a look in the original creation account you'll see that our food was never meant to be animals if you see what God said that our food was meant to be it's meant to be the fruits the vegetables and the herbs those things that was meant to be our food and he gave us dominion over the animals what does that mean he gave us mutual authority with him to ensure that all creation had an opportunity to be fruitful and multiply now somewhere along the lines we decided that we were going to start eating animals I don't know if I actually know the exact place where that is I mean I know I know that the Bible talks about laws of the types of animals that we can eat but I don't know when that decision by humans was made when we decided that we were going to do that now why, why am I bringing this up because I want you to become a vegan no it's not why I'm bringing it I'm bringing it up I'm not a vegan myself it's an example of a lie that has been passed down from generation to generation that has become the truth now when we read the prophets it says that the lion and the lamb will lie down to, next to each other so he's talking about the predator and the prey will lie down next to each other why is that because all life is meant to be in harmony but because we have allowed this disharmony so first off if we have dominion over the animals what does that mean it means we have authority over them and all problems start at the top so when we operate outside of alignment with God's truth what is everybody what are all the people who operate all the creation that operates outside of or under our authority what are they going to operate out of out of alignment with God's truth you understand Jesus operated fully in alignment with God's truth and he was able to harness the full authority and power of God's bewilderment is the best way that I can think of it majesty and bewilderment for good in order to fulfill the original commandment which was to help people be fruitful and multiply what happened to the fig tree it didn't have fruit though he was hungry so what did he say he said may no fruit ever come from you again and it withered instantly one version says instantly another says when they come back on the road either way it withered
when we talk about persevering through all circumstances, it means a couple of different things. Number one, it means to to overcome our base instinct. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Two minutes or two or three minutes before this stream, maybe five, before this stream was getting ready to start, I just texted my wife. I said, I'm exhausted. I nearly could fall asleep. And she, I guarantee, started praying for me. And she told me to pray for a fresh feeling of God's spirit. And you may have noticed that I was pretty lethargic at the very beginning of this. But there's a reason why God had me name this persevere in all circumstances. We have to do what God says, no matter what that means. Do you understand? We have to strive for God's best, no matter what that means. Not our version of what we think God's best is. Do you understand? But what the Bible says is his best. And if anything of this world was part of his best, it would remain in the end. But it's not. Why? Because it can't glorify him. I wonder if during Adam and Eve's day, there were the haves and the have-nots. Speaking of economics now, I'm speaking about a human thing. I'm speaking about something that we've created. We've, we've created this idea of scarcity. Where did that idea come from? Jesus took a couple of loaves of bread and a couple of fish and fed 5,000 men plus women and children with a couple of fish and loaves of bread. And there were 12 baskets of leftovers. So where does this idea of scarcity come from? We invented it. Where does the idea of time come from? Well, God's given us things to understand the times and the seasons. So time matters. It does. But daylight savings time, this specific date and this specific time, where does that construct come from? Men. It's not based on anything other than we say, hey, this is a year. Uh, here, here's the number of the year that it is. And it comes based off of some point that we picked in time. Some say Anno Domini, which is year of our Lord, you know, 2022. Now people are trying to get rid of that because they don't like the fact that there's God in that. So they're trying to say, well, it's really CE Common Era or the before the Common Era. Whatever. You can try and whitewash it all you want. Anybody who's going to try and whitewash God out of the world is quickly going to find out that you can't. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Like, try as you try as you might. God, he's not going anywhere. You might, but he isn't going anywhere. So what does it mean to persevere in all things? It means to seek God's best. And to consciously choose the good, even in tough times. We have to overcome our base nature, you understand? People are like, well, that's just humans gonna human. Sure, if that's the way you want to accept life, that we are all just animalistic in nature. But that's just not what the Bible says. It just isn't. You know... The Bible says that we were created in God's image. He didn't say that about the animals. He did create the animals. But God said that he created man, mankind, in his image. We're the only creation that way. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Doesn't say that about anything else. So for us to try to reduce the stature that God gave us, I'm not saying that we're better 
That's not what I'm saying when I say that. That's not what I'm saying when I say that. Many people think, well, yeah, I'm human, so now I have, you know, the right to do basically whatever I want. Sure, you can choose to do whatever you want. You can also choose to get curb stomped by God if you decide to go your own way. And most of that's going to come simply because of the way that he's built things. He tried to show us the way. The question is, will you choose it? But like I said, just because we were created in the image of God, just because we were created in the image of God doesn't make us better than the creation. Because we were given dominion doesn't make us doesn't make us more important. We're all important. All of us combined are important to the beauty of God's creation. He just happened to give us the shared responsibility of caring for all of the creation. We're supposed to love animals. We're supposed to love them. Just one simple question that I have. I just want to leave us with this, and then let's all take the time to actually, let's not just give a quick answer, let's think about it. Let's go back to the Word of God and try and think about the implications of the question that's being asked. And then ask God if there are places that he could reveal to us. Or maybe we're out of alignment. Are we more comfortable with our truth? And therefore we'll continually choose it, our version of the truth. Or do we want to strive for God's best and persevere no matter what, even if it's scary? I'm going to give you one example before we go. But that question, that question is this. Again, I'm going to say it one more time. Are we more comfortable with our version of the truth and therefore we'll continue to choose that? Or do we want to strive for God's truth? which is his best, and persevere no matter what. If you strive for God's best, it's going to bring you in conflict with the ways of the world. It just will. Jesus promised it. If you take a look at all the prophets, they certainly didn't seem to have that sweet of a time. Most of the time, they were, you know, there were, there were occasions. I mean, it's not easy going up and telling people their business the way that they had to. I'm going to give you a story, an example, of the danger of continuing to choose your own way. All right. The danger of choosing what's comfortable. So my wife, she was telling me a story. And she was taking care of some animals. And over the past few evenings, these there, there have been some animals that have been getting attacked. Even though she's fully done everything that's possible to possibly protect them, something else is getting into where they are and creating a new way in every time that she fixes the old way to get in to go back to this one particular area. The past few nights there have been one that's passed away as a result of that. Now all of the chickens and all the, the rest of the animals that go back there, they're aware that this keeps happening. They've been there. Yet today, in order to get them out, that's their favorite place to sleep, in order to get them out of the place of their own comfort, which is very dangerous for them, they wouldn't move until she brought a leaf blower behind them to literally force them out of the area into a new place. Are we so comfortable 
with the death that we're living in now that we will refuse to move unless pushed into life. Do we want to be that stubborn? God has offered life to all, but we have to choose it. I'm going to leave you with that tonight. Let's think about that. I'm going to pray for us. Father, I thank you. Thank you that you've given me strength. Father, I ask that any words that were spoken here, that you would that you would take them and individualize them for each person who will come across them. I ask that you would do what only you can do, Father, which is to change our hearts. I seal this message in the hearts of those it was meant for. Be fruitful and multiply. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless. Thanks for joining us today on the Enter the Kingdom podcast. If today's message was an encouragement to you, please consider sharing it with someone whom you think it might encourage. Also, make sure to subscribe for free to our podcast and join us every Monday, God willing, as we continue on our journey together. God bless. We'll see you next Monday.